1: We will get to the elephant in the room, meaning the finish of the race at Indianapolis in just a moment. But first of all, the overall experience for you in, in the two IndyCar Racing Challenge events. I mean, did you enjoy it?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I loved it. It was, uh, it was really good fun to race against some guys I would, I would never get the opportunity to race against. Um, you know, a lot of the, the proper IndyCar drivers who have been doing it for years and um, it was really good fun. Uh, to kind of come in as someone a bit different as a as a bit of a um, well to originally come in just to do cota um and then to go on and also do the indie race it was it was really cool and not not being like you know the main driver in the championship but coming in and giving a slightly different challenge so uh it was good fun um I had a good uh, a good team around me with with ollie robbie and um and Paddo, and uh, and also some of the strategists and engineers as well. That I was uh, that I was working with, so it was um, it was it was really good uh, a really good experience.
1: Um, go into it in a little bit of detail for the folks at home who watched, in that yes, you came in as a McLaren Formula One driver, as a long time sim racer and sim expert, and so successful, yeah. especially with your time on iRacing. But the amount of time that you did put in behind the scenes with engineers, like. Andrew Jarvis and particularly at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Craig Hampson. I mean, you just didn't turn up and let's go racing, right? Uh
2: exactly. Uh, there was a lot of time, especially well, for one for Coated, there was quite a bit of time to kind of get into um to driving the IndyCar, which I drive sometimes, but not that much. Um so to kind of get used to that and and find the ways and the little tricks that uh, that I can maybe exploit on it to to gain some more lap time. Um but uh I would say I almost spent more time doing the, the oval practice than the road course practice. Um, and even though it is a fairly simple oval in terms of it being flat out, um, that kind of almost made it more interesting because it was flat out. you needed to, you know, try and find more ways of getting lap time away from others or finding bits of lap time that others don't know. So um you know, one for that, but also for the strategy stuff to know, you know, how much you can feel safe, um, get used to driving in traffic and how to manage all of that side of things and managing the tires. There's almost more things to learn about in an oval, maybe because I'm not used to doing them, um, than there was for me to, to kind of learn in coach. And maybe because I'm used to that, I kind of was able to get up to pace very quickly and um, was just comfortable from the start, whereas the oval stuff is, is much closer. I wasn't uh as used to it. I was very inexperienced with it compared to a lot of the other guys and um and it was a big challenge so you know to find those thousands of a of a second of lap time uh that was the the interesting part that was the cool thing you know to to find you know the best operating temperature for the engine to find how to to save your tires on the outlap and use them best on on the rate on the quality lap um when to shift how much what and what lines to do how tight you can. Keep them. Um, there's so many little things, you know, to try and and gain hundreds and thousands of a second, and that's what made it so close, and why I spent so much time doing it. Um, but that also made it made it very exciting.
1: One of our NBC Sports IndyCar experts and analysts is Townsend Bell, and Townsend's done ten Indy 500s and almost won it a couple of times. Yeah. He uses an analogy where he says it's like. Um, flying to race around the indianapolis motor speedway in an indycar is like flying an airplane from the time <laughs> that we've done it on high racing do you see that analogy somewhat um i mean i've never given an airplane <laughs> so
2: I, I uh it's difficult to compare but it is i mean i'm sure it's even tougher when you get into the actual if you went to go and do it for real you know uh there's no fear on the sim you know I've seen all the crashes over the past years at Indy, how bad some of them can be. Um, you know. And you have fear going at 230 miles an hour or so around an oval and, and on the edge of not being flat out and sometimes having to lift that little amount um, is because you're so close to the edge and so close to having a big crash. So um, that kind of gets wiped away when you're in the simulator and it's a bit easier to get up to speed. Um, and it was a fixed setup. So we, it wasn't like we were trimming down on the, on the wing and the arrow to, to try and gain until we kind of couldn't go flat out. Um, so it was a bit easier. So I knew, and, and I know now the experience of doing IndyCar for real at Indy, Indianapolis, um, is going to be one hell of a, one hell of a race if I was to do it. So, um, and for all of the people that do do it. So I have a lot of respect for those guys. Because uh, I know I kind of know how scary it is um, and the fear and the balls you've got to have for, uh, around these kind of ovals. So um, yeah, like I said, I've never driven a plane, um, but uh, yeah, I still have respect for for what these guy's are gonna do.
1: So do you remember I was sitting right in this seat, you were maybe in a different seat, but I asked you after you won the CODA event uh, yeah. about the possibility of doing uh, the virtual indianapolis race but also doing the indy 500 and you said yeah you were keen now after doing yes. the racing version of, of indianapolis are you even more enthusiastic about doing the indianapolis 500 for real um i i am i think i would love to do it and i would love the
2: opportunity to to get to do it again it's not something i'm going to be thinking of or planning to do in the next couple of years um or you know I want to say hopefully the next five years, I'm not going to be thinking of it because I'm going to be focused solely on, on Formula one. But, um, at the same time, it is something I would like to do at some point in my career. Um, I'm, I'm up for, you know, trying all these different categories, going and doing different championships, um, you know, doing the V8, doing IndyCar, doing GT, doing Daytona, doing Le Mans, all of these different races. I'm, you know, I'd done Daytona and that was my most outcast kind of race I've ever done. Um, my most abnormal compared to, to what I'm used to. And, and I loved it. I, I really did. It was so fun, enjoyable, such a different challenge. Um, you know, three drivers, uh, Fernando and Phil. And um, yeah, 24 hours of driving through darkness, rain on slicks. Um, it was just a really cool experience. So I would love to explore more of those things um, in, in the
1: future. Was Fernando a big influence on you, Fernando Alonso, in terms of opening your eyes to other things? Because as a young guy, young man, which you still are, it's very much single focus, myopic on getting to Formula 1. Being Formula 1, but did Fernando open your eyes somewhat? Um, A little bit. I would say I've always been up
2: for doing different cars and different championships. Um, And, uh, yeah, I wanted to do it before I really knew Fernando. I didn't know Fernando that well. Going into doing Daytona, um, I was still fairly new with McLaren, and uh, yeah, it wasn't—we we weren't like best mates, let's say. So, um, I've I've always wanted to try different cars and enjoy driving different cars um, since since I've been quite young and coming up through the ranks because I took a slightly different approach compared to a lot of drivers in in England. and coming from the UK, um, with the path I've taken to Formula One. Um, and going through doing Ginetta so you know driving a car with a roof basically um, was very different to then going into F4 and Formula Renault, Formula 3, Formula 2 so I've taken a a few years let's say but I started quite young um, in in doing these transitions Um, but I've always loved the opportunity to to do something different and try and find lap time and um, be on the limit of driving any kind of car so um, I guess now, after doing single-seaters for so many years, getting the opportunity to go and drive a different car really um, makes it quite special, um, especially, again, I get very limited time in doing so to go and do a Daytona or something. Um, it's such a different experience, but it's also, you know, I'm doing, we did the, the Raw before the 24, then we did the extra race. It's still only one weekend of of, of racing and then a few test days that I managed to do, so To really try and get on the pace so quickly, um, up against, well, working with and against Fernando in some ways, um, and obviously wanting to try and be quicker than, at the current time, a Formula One driver, Um, it really made it special and it makes you yeah, really try hard and try and um, find every bit of lap time out of a a car, which is very abnormal to you. So, um, yeah, that's one of the the special things and why it makes it so, so cool to go and try different cars.
1: So two weeks ago at the Circuit of the Americas event on the IndyCar Racing Challenge, your boss, the CEO of McLaren Racing, Zach Brown, was texting me right here at my dining room table, very excited about the 1-2 result for Arrow McLaren SP. Within the last 10 yeah. laps last weekend at Indianapolis, it was an Arrow McLaren SP 1-2-3. Were you hopeful it was going to work out that way? Um,
2: I mean, I, of course. I... <laughs> Yeah, we had, a, we had a good strategy, and we got a, a bit lucky, I guess, with the pit stop and the, the timing of the caution. Um, I was in the pits when the caution came out, so it kind of played into our hands slightly, um, but also into patos and ollies, and I didn't realise that they were behind me until uh, the first lap of, of the caution, um, or the end of uh, the first green after the caution, once they kind of came through, because they had a few uh, a few back markers between me and them. so um it was uh it was really cool and you know with only like five laps to go or something uh or six or a couple more between the last caution and the end of the race um it was really cool to kind of be in that position um a bit nerve-wracking as well because they're like the last kind of guys i want to be going up against in the last five laps when things get a bit more risky um but in terms of how we were doing as a team it was it couldn't have been any better at that point, so um, and we had, we had a good agreement, I think, between us as drivers um, that we were going to try and finish the race and just um, have a really good result as a team, because that was our our main aim, um, apart from of course trying to win the race, so uh, yeah, I think we would have respected each other a lot coming into this final few laps and um, given each other space, and, and we really would have tried to bring home a one, two, three, or the best result we could have done for the team. But uh, it, um, yeah, couldn't have been any uh, different, more contrasted than a clean race in the final few laps. And um, it couldn't have been more opposite to a, a one, two, three. So didn't really go to plan.
1: So let's tick off a few things. Uh, you, you've said some very insightful things. You've got a lot of respect for the Indy car drivers. You'd love to do the Indy 500 one year, but you're first on yeah. Formula 1, understandable. You'd like to do a variety of things. If you had your time over, would you make the same move on the short shoot between one and two with Graham Ray and Simon A uh, um,
2: Simple answer: Absolutely. Um, uh, I didn't risk my race in, in doing so. Um, I was. Uh, it was such an easy manoeuvre to to complete. Um, I had such an easy run out of turn one. They both washed a bit wide out of one and up to two, uh, exit of one. Um, I didn't, you know, have to like force my way through. It was very easy. I gave them plenty of space out of one and into two. Um, it was like, you know, I really would have had to to break effectively and lift it a lot to maintain third position at that time. Um, and they were on much older tires. I was on fresh tires. So, it wasn't like I was being overly aggressive or forcing my way through. It's kind of, I was just kept it flat out and they both washed wide and I just happened to be on the inside very easily. Um, and as we went into two again, I gave them both plenty of space. Um, uh, Pagino knew it was three wide. I'm sure Rahul knew it was three wide. I knew it was three wide. Um, but I kept it low. I kept it clean from my side and I gave them all plenty of space. So from my side, I did nothing wrong. And I was in the position where, if I break, Askew would have overtaken me on the next straight because he had a bit of a gap behind me. So he would have had the momentum. He would have come past me, um, pretty much a guarantee. Um, and in doing so and in getting into the lead at that point, um, it was the best thing for me. You know, I kept my momentum. I kept my position. And um, I did what I had to to win the race. If I wanted to win the race, I had to do the move that I did. Um and I completely stuck, and still do now, completely stick with, with my decision of making that move. Um, of course, there's hindsight, and I think, yeah, the move itself had no impact on me in terms of what I did. You know, I, I didn't make contact with anyone. Um, I kept it clean. I did my part. So um, 100%, if I wanted to, to win the race or win the Indy 500, um, I would repeat that move.
1: Well, it was only a 175 wasn't a 500. <laughs> if it was the Indy 500, I'd still messing. make the same way. So um, have you reached out now that you've had time to, you've even done some more racing since then, but now you've had time yeah. to kind of chill a little bit. Um, do you still feel the same way as, as your comments that you made afterwards that, you know, you feel that Simon Pagenaud got a bit salty with you because you're an F1 driver and he prevented you from winning because he wanted a full-time IndyCar driver to win. Do you still feel that same way? Um...
2: No, not really i guess obviously everyone gets a bit more frustrated in in the time and i think that kind of showed but um i'm still disappointed in in the way he drove um i don't know the real reason behind why he did what he did um you know after reviewing everything and and seeing a lot more it kind of uh yeah i i kind of was even more annoyed after watching the onboards from him and, and his stream and so on um, because of how he acted and what he said and so on. So I don't want to get too much into it, but I think, um, yeah, the fact that he just went out of his way to do what he did was, was a disappointing thing. And, and from a driver, I respect a lot and I've watched over the past few years in IndyCar. Um, yeah, there was just a bit disappointing to see, but um yeah, I mean, I, I've spoken to, to Graham and I tried to sort things out with him um, because, uh, yeah, I don't know what was going on, but there seemed to be some some beef or something between us, which, um, I don't know, we started going through the practice and we had a couple of crashes together and, um, yeah, we just wanted to kind of stay away from each other and it just happened that we came side by side into, into two uh, with a couple laps to go. Um, but I spoke to him to kind of try and even things out because it is a program in the end of the day, and it's not real. Um, but I don't want to say the opposite. I don't want to say it's just a game and it doesn't matter. It did matter, um, and it kind of let down the team and it let down you know the sponsors, and they still wanted to win themselves. You know, they still have good exposure from it, so it's still a good gain from from them and for them. So um, it was a big loss, but at the same time. Um, I've never met these guys. I don't know them, you know, very well. I don't know them personally. So if I was ever to go over to, to to India or to America and I met them, I wouldn't want anything that happens now to get in the way of getting to know them or you know meeting them and it being really awkward, let's say, because um, it's a program and it's not real and it's not like it's ended my chance of winning a world, uh, you know, the championship or um, it's not caused serious injuries and it's not risked someone someone's life or anything like that. So i don't know it would be a disappointing way to to do this end on a bad note and maybe meet them one day and race against them next year uh one day and you know just have a rivalry for for no reason kind of thing so i wanted to to yeah to just things out and i texted graham after um i wanted to be yeah the guy who actually tried to make something good come out of it um and uh yes and and we kind of did and we spoke and um we're on much more even terms now of uh of our perspectives of what happened um how about simon did you reach out to simon um i haven't because i spoke to him after the incident um uh directly after and at that point i hadn't seen any of his onboards or his videos or anything i didn't know at that time that he said he was trying to take me out um or intentionally trying to take me out after doing his repair in the pit lane. So, um, I kind of spoke to him straight away because again, I just wanted to know what he, th- why he did what he did. Um, and, uh, and he kind of apologized at the time. And, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, fair play, you know, well not fair play, but it wasn't a fair play. It was, I was like, I only kind of, I kind of understood what he meant and his frustration at the time that he, he crashed out with a couple laps to go. um, but uh, I gave him the opportunity to kind of, yeah, apologize and and say sorry and kind of go back on on what he did. But um, yeah. But then after I kind of saw more of his videos and his stream, and then him saying that he intentionally tried to take me out, um, and that was his ho- his whole aim of going back out of the pits with two laps to go. Um, yeah. And then his incredible acting after. So, um, I don't know. I, I gave him a chance to kind of apologize and. Uh I tried to already be, the, again, the bigger guy in the conversation there between me and him and give him the opportunity to kind of say sorry or something. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've done my parts and uh, I think it's more up to him to maybe apologize for what he did or something instead of me going to him for it. So, um, I'd, yeah, I tried doing what I can to, to make it a less awkward situation between us. Um, but uh, yeah, I've done what I can, but I don't think he's done a lot in terms of um, trying to make things better. Let's say between me and him, and then also between what he did in, in front of thousands, thousands of people.
1: Because because it's in the virtual world, um, you, you know, there's 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 groups, right? You're part yes. of the you're part of you're part of both groups. You're a real world racer, and you're yes. a sim racer. Then there are just real world races. Then there are there's a yeah. very vibrant sim racing world, as you know. But because you dance in both, do you do things in the virtual world that you wouldn't normally do? I mean, and I'm asking this broadly because just overnight, yeah. just overnight in your Australian Supercars race, you know, you drove up far <laughs> and turned into pit yeah, lane, pit lane, and three or four cars smashed into you. So, as a real world racer, do you do things? Yeah you wouldn't normally do in the virtual world um i of course i do
2: uh without lying i uh yes because it it is virtual um and i've done stupid things and i've been banned several times for doing stupid things or re- retaliating to to people that have wiped me out um or or intentionally taken me out and um yeah i get annoyed at, at doing that but um yeah I' do and I admit that that i've I've made mistakes on it even though it's you know it's virtual. I've made mistakes, and I shouldn't have done what i've done um uh but um just the the comparison from that to to the indie races um India was streamed live on t v it was a big race for everyone um and it was the crash itself between how Pagano ended up being out of the race um it was not my fault it was uh and again i hated to put it down to this it was the fact that um i'm in the uk they're in america and internet between the uk and america isn't you know lightning um and uh there was a net code basically between me and ray hall and that was a reason for ray hall going up into passionate um but uh, in the instance of the crash, Pagano blamed it on me straight away. He had no idea that anything happened between me and, and Rahul that caused Hall to go right, um, which was the net code, And he blamed it on me straight away, which was a bit, yeah, I don't know why he did that. Um, but he just wanted to blame someone. He blamed me for some reason. So um, that's very different to it being an online race that uh, is not broadcast as sponsors are uh, nowhere near involved um in the whole race um and so on but it's yeah I've, i'm not going to disagree with things that i've done which i shouldn't have done uh, and like that v8 race i i shouldn't have done what i did um but uh yes it was nowhere near on the same level as um as IndyCar stuff
1: well, I'm, I'm sure we're all on the same page as that we're all looking forward to going back to the <laughs> racetrack for real. Yes, sometime, 100%. Sometime and, uh, you know, I know uh, the IndyCar community uh, really loved you coming over and racing the guys. Uh, racers like Scott Dixon and and willpower and, and a lot of these yeah. fans enjoyed having you part of the field. And, and they will do for real one day, maybe when you come over for the Indy 500 or maybe do an IndyCar road course race whenever your F1 schedule allows. So thanks for your time and um, we you look forward to the next chapter, whatever that may be.
2: I do, I do. Thanks for having me. Uh, it has been good fun. And I've enjoyed racing against a lot of these drivers, um, especially the guys who have been you know, at the sharper end. Um, and racing against Will and some of the top guys in IndyCar which uh, I would never get to race against if I continued in F1 and we never had this opportunity to do it so um, yeah it's been good fun it's been a good introduction um, but uh, at the same time I want to kind of forget everything that's happened I'm sure everyone does and uh, we, yeah, we just look ahead to, to the next race and the next chapter that uh, that all brings us to Good
1: stuff Lando thank you Cheers thank you very much